This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 19th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the occasionally mustached mystery man, Jerem Jordan. We saw a great video recently um, on on Twitter uh, that someone tweeted at us, and it was amazing. I can't remember the name of the handle, but uh, it's a kid who has a uh, mustache. He's even got Zach Selyus' haircut, the stash, makes a three, wipes the stash. This, this is the future Zach Selyus. Oh, the flow. I love the it. swag. I just needed him to get in a serious defensive stance and have that crazy look in his eye after that. <sighs> <laughs> One of my favorite memories of this BYU basketball That's season great. is Zach Selyus, after he hits a big shot, getting into his defensive stance at half court, it's Jer- ready to take on yes. the world. It's Jared King at BYUHARI09. So perhaps his kid or a friend in the neighborhood or something. That's awesome. Very nice. Well done. Uh, yes. Uh, much needed levity uh, amidst this time. I thought that was a really yeah. fantastic and well timed video. Uh, we have a fantastic show lineup today as well. Jimmer Fredette will join us on Skype. What's next for him in his professional basketball career? How's he handling all this madness? And uh, is he going to stay in Europe? I mean, he, ha- he has some options. Plus, TJ Haas is a guest today. What is he pursuing in his basketball career after all of this calms down? But before we get to our headlines, we do have some breaking news on BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation breaking news. BYU football has a new running backs coach. It is Harvey Unga, the second all-time leading rusher in BYU football history behind Jamal Williams, but he did it in three seasons. He is now going to help the next crew try and chase down those marks. It was Harvey versus the field, and that's what we said right when this happened. This is a tremendous hire for BYU. I know Harvey has been a GA for a long time. Like, normally you're a GA for a couple years, then you get a gig somewhere down. Harvey has waited for this opportunity, and now here it is with A.J. Stewart going to Arizona, and uh, now Harvey Young is the guy. I love this move. He has the respect of the room. He has the respect of recruits. People know who he is. He's an extremely likable guy. Uh, I think he's a good coach He's from what I've known and, and heard. This is a great hire for BYU. Now, I did wonder if BYU wanted to get uh, an African-American who wasn't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints they do, uh, to have that presence on the staff in th- terms of, one, diversity, and two, uh, recruiting, right? you got to have relatability um, on the staff. BYU does have several uh, members of other faiths on the staff, and uh, so Harvey Unga is, is the guy. It was Harvey versus the field, and Harvey won. And he's been around the offices, as you mentioned, for quite a while. He's been an offensive graduate assistant since 2016. Some big shoes to fill. A.J. Stewart did some nice things, but Harvey, I think, uh, is more than ready for the next step in his coaching career. Yeah, and Harvey's Harvey's been around, and I think this is a good move, and uh, I look forward to a young, returning stable of running backs. Devontae Henry Cole will join this group from the University of Utah when when he gets here uh, after this semester. So looking forward to his addition to a group that already has some uh, good guys, Lopini Katoa and Sione Finau and Tyler Algier and Jackson McChesney. So it's a good group already. You know what Harvey Younger has on A.J. Stewart? What? The knowledge of what it's like to beat Utah. Yeah. 
That's a low blow, but yeah. <laughs> Har- Harvey Unger will run you over <laughs> it into the end zone. It wasn't so much intended to be a low blow at AJ, but just but it was. hope for BYU <laughs> fans. He knows what it's like to yes. beat Utah. Yes. Well, yeah. Doesn't Kalani know what it takes to beat BYU so he can use that the other way? Is that because he was there? And Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Looking we, forward to that in the next decade, hopefully. Yeah, we, we can spend a while going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> hopefully it's this year. This year. Won't. Let's go. All right, we've got our breaking news out of the way. Let's get to the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball finishes the season ranked number 18 in the AP poll. If you missed that yesterday, final standings released by the Associated Press. You may have missed that BYU finished number 16 in the coaches poll. That's top 20 times two. For the Cougar Hoopsters, BYU moved as high as 14 in the AP and 15 in the coaches' poll before that loss to St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament. What a season for BYU basketball. Blaze Neald has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal, according to Jake Hatch of the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake. The junior on the basketball, the junior to be on the basketball team was a walk-on who played 59 minutes last season, scoring 12 points. The National Football League free agency period officially began yesterday at 4 p.m. Eastern. There are five former BYU Cougars listed in a rundown of over 500 players, including Michael Davis, who was a restricted free agent with the Los Angeles Chargers. Taysom Hill had a first-round tender placed on him. He is a restricted free agent with the Saints. Kyle Van Noy is $51 million richer after moving from the Patriots to the Miami Dolphins. Ziggy Ansah, we don't know what his future holds, is still with the Seahawks, and Kai Nakua is listed with the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll keep you up to date as things develop. Taysom Hill, obviously, is the big story there, but we're waiting to see. If anyone will match exactly what the Saints have first-round tendered with him. So for the moment, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Five-on-five pickup special. That's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. You are well aware that CDC regulations, being as they are, limit gatherings to groups of 10 or fewer. And we being law-abiding and situationally aware citizens that we are, will stay compliant by each picking five players from an all-time BYU Hoops roster to represent us in a pickup game. Oh, how I would love to see this actually played out. I'm looking forward to heaven when we could actually maybe play this. Mm -hmm. I'm a little scared of heaven because there's no sports. I'm excited, but I'm like, is there? Anyway, I want to see this in heaven. No one will get tired, right? We drafted our teams and we'll unveil them shortly, but uh, it's related to a piece of business that we need to handle. Who got the first Finally. pick? Finally. It's Jerem Jordan. He got the first pick because yeah. he is the 2020 BYU Sports Nation and one basketball regular season champion. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank my family. Uh, no, it was, it was a fun season. Of uh, We had going for two. We had and one. Um, I was about as accurate as uh, people are predicting earthquakes, but uh, I did win 45 to 40. It was uh, well fought. I thought your team was extremely well coached and worked <laughs> very hard. I want to give you guys a ton of credit because I'm in the credit business like American Express. I'm going to take that credit back to my locker room and you tell everybody that, you, to you feel said, good hey, about it. Hey, you know it. what he said? He said we worked really hard. They're giving you a ton of credit, man. Oh, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, it was fun to uh, try and predict what was going to happen. Okay, so uh, as mentioned earlier, you were rewarded with the first pick in our five-on-five all-time pickup basketball draft. 
Time to reveal your team, Jerem. Okay, so we alternated. I got first pick, and so here's the five I got. Uh, I picked Danny Ainge first. We're going to talk to Jimmer for that. How does he feel about that? Your boy, Jimmer. Gulp. Uh, Michael Smith. Yoli Childs. Jackson Emery and Bleach Blonde. Travis Hansen. So you want the I'm not take, shady Travis yeah, I'm not Hansen. Ta- I'm, not, I'm taking the Travis with some attitude coming over from UBSC. Now he's like all nice and stuff. I want the mean guy. Not the mean, but like the he has attitude on the court. So that's my team, man. That's my team. Who's your solid team? Solid team. Almost as solid as mine. I drafted Jimmer Fredette. I can't believe you left him on the board because you have a long-standing relationship with Jimmer. You've been to his house. He's been I, to your house. I love Jimmer, but I took the goat. I took Danny Ainge. He's the best player ever. Jimmer second. I got a guy that's going to get me a bucket on demand. Doesn't matter who's guarding him. Doesn't matter if it's your Danny Ainge or Jackson Emery or Travis Henson. Jimmer's going to score. And if by chance he misses a shot, Jerem, I have so much length. Led by Sean Bradley at 7 feet 6 inches. Kreshemir Chosic. He was Luka Doncic before Luka was Luka. <laughs> Devin Durant and Brandon Davies. So much size. In there with the six foot one Jimmer Fredette, greatest individual score in BYU basketball history. Again, this is a pickup game, so no refs. So Jimmer's not going to get the calls from the refs, right? It's going to just be hard fouls. Because if he comes down the lane, Michael Smith and Yoli Childs, and he doesn't need to go down the lane. He can shoot from thirty feet. I got some of the best defenders in BYU history. Here's my issue with your team. I think those are great individuals. You're too long. Like I have too much speed. I am so, I'm going. Sorry, what? There's too much size. What? Yes. Yes, and size doesn't help you in transition. Devin, uh, you're telling me Devin what? Durant can't guard people. Brandon Davies can't guard Yoli Childs. Jimmer and Devin aren't the issue. Listen, you have to put Bradley, Chosich, or Davies on Childs, Smith, or uh, Ainge Emery Hansen. I'll take. I'm, I'll I'm take getting my a luck. rebound. Uh, you know, Yoli's getting a rebound. He's kicking to Danny, who's sprinting up the court with Jackson and Travis filling the lanes, or even or even uh, Michael Smith throwing down, kicking. So your advantage is size, but it's not 1989. It's 2020. So we're going to shoot threes and get out in transition and do a lot of that with Jackson Emery. Dunking. <laughs> and Michael Smith can shoot threes. You, yeah, you, you have two dudes that can't shoot threes, right? I have all five that can shoot threes. Jackson ain't dunking if seven feet six inches is under the rim, basically. No, no, no. Whole game. In transition. But why? why I, don't need, I don't need to send Sean Bradley down. Uh, the court, he could stay at half court for all I care because he's got half court. Guys you got to put him in the paint. What are you doing? <laughs> Get a coach. Trust me, if you decide to run in transition, my team decide. will adjust accordingly. We I will, will adjust accordingly. I will tell you my game plan openly. Try and stop it. Who's going to win? Let's have a poll. Send out, send out the teams of five, and you tell us who's going to win this five on five pickup basketball game. Jerem says, I have too much length and I'm too slow. Oh, man. Oh, no, I'm not saying you're slow per se. I'm just saying my, our guys are my, faster. My team is not fast enough to yeah. stick with your guys. See, I like Brandon Davies on Yoli Childs. I like the Jimmer Jackson matchup. Kreshamir can guard Michael Smith. Yeah, okay, man. So Devin Sean Durant Bradley. on Danny Ainge. Let's go, man. Devin Durant on Danny Ainge. Danny's flying by Devin. Ponderize that. Okay. <laughs> Devin's an amazing score. This would be so fun to watch. This would be so fun to watch because they're – some incredible. Now, Krasimir Chosic is the great wild card in all this because, oh, as we show him, ah, he's, he's the best player you don't know very well, okay? And some of you know him, but some of you do not. Kre- you, you said he was the Luka Doncic before Doncic. If Krasimir Chosic played now, 
He's 6'11", with he probably had like a 7'2 wingspan. And he had ball handling he's, skills. He's basically Gavin Baxter on wheels, like a guard ball handling um, in transition version of get like Gavin's oh, he's so size funny. and athleticism. Krestomir Chosic filled the Marriott Center. So the Marriott Center is built in 71, 72. Chosic packed that place. Look, look at these. Look how packed the Marriott Center is, okay? It's like seven or eight years later that Danny Ainge comes in. They basically built the Marriott Center because they had Chosic. They, they had to get out of the Smithfield house. It was too small. They had won some NIT championships. Chosic would be fun to watch. He didn't have a three-point line. Danny didn't either, but he competed in a three-point shootout in the NBA. He made plenty of threes. Mm. Um, but Chosic would be the all-time. Of, of course, Krespa Chosic ends up being an ambassador to the U.S. for his native country. Uh, in Europe, uh, what becomes Croatia, right? He translates the Book of Mormon as well. He's got an he was incredible so, legacy. Like, he's the only BYU player in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Did you Like, Jimmer's not in there. Danny Ainge isn't in there. Danny will be. We'll see with Jimmer later. It's Stan Watts as a coach, and it's Kresimir Chosic as a player. Yeah, and Kresh is the definition of an international superstar. I took a – I had an Uber ride home from the Salt Lake City Airport coming home from Las Vegas after the West Coast Conference Tournament. Why and, you call me? Um, because you were driving <laughs> back. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was the most convenient thing. And uh, he, he was from – Formerly free UTA working here. Yugoslavia. He, my Uber driver grew up, grew up in Yugoslavia. Oh, nice. And I told him I was a sportscaster for BYU, and we immediately, he immediately brought up Kreshimir Chosa. Absolutely. He's not a, my Uber driver Legend. was not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He'd been living in Utah for the last little while, but we talked about Kresh basically the whole way home from Salt Lake City to my home uh, in Utah County. And I, I, got, a, tell you I about got a kick out of that. Oh, just that he was, he was the icon of icons when it comes to sports stars in Yugoslavia and that whole mm-hmm. area. Yep. Everybody knew who he was. He was he's not only a great basketball player, but he was a better man. I, it was cool to hear that from that perspective. Yeah, and uh, Kresh ended up converting to the church at BYU and uh, uh, unfortunately passed away um, you know, several years ago. So never got to meet him, never got to kind of hear him speak. But, yeah, he's the wild card in this. He's he's such an interesting player. He did not decide, He did not go to the NBA. He went back home to play. And uh, they end up winning a gold medal in the Olympics, by the way. And he's like the main guy. Outstanding. So, there, there was a documentary done um, by someone um, a few years ago that was really good as well. So if you have a chance to, so find if you could, I have... don't know that. I don't think we have that on demand, by the way. Sorry. Hey, uh, let, let, so I, I want to ask you a question before we're done with this five on five, and it would yeah. be so fun yeah. to watch this oh my game gosh. play out and pick up. No refs. No refs. Just. Pick up. You Pick call up. your own yep. fouls. Yep. You if, know Danny's getting in a fight with somebody. I love it. If there were a supplemental draft, let's say somebody on your team gets sick and can't show up, and so you need one more guy, who would you go with in the supplemental draft? Jonathan Tavernari, just so I don't have to hear from him about this, that he wasn't in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid pick. I'd probably take Kyle Collinsworth. Kyle Collinsworth would be fun in this. He'd definitely be shirtless, let's be honest. <laughs> He's like, skins, yeah. no matter well, what. Our team skins, man. Skins. And we're going to eat healthy after the game. Here's, here's the breakfast. I brought everyone a bowl. <laughs> We're healthy. Let's go. Time for you to decide, BYU Sports Nation, not only who would win in this five-on-five matchup, but tell us who, who would you? make your all-time BYU Hoops pickup basketball team. Who else do you want to see shirtless as well? <laughs> don't go there. Don't, go to Voice of the Nation. Take it the yes. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. 
Our first response in from at Cusco Boy on Twitter. Cusco, like like uh, Emperor's New Groove? Is that what we're talking about? I, w- I would assume. All-time BYU basketball pickup team, Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette, Sean Bradley, Tyler Hawes, yeah. all-time leading Major scorer. Major disrespect from us. And Kreshemir Chosich. Yeah, Tyler would be fun in this. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we're going to offend somebody. They're like, ah, I didn't make the list. We're going to TJ. TJ with TJ his Haas. Who's Who's going to throw the forearm shiver in the back <laughs> of, of Philip w- Petrucci? Of WCC Players of the Year. <laughs> oh, fun, I took Yoli third, by the way. I was like, he's climbed the charts for me. Coming up, TJ Haas and how he's dealing with no March Madness. It would have been today for BYU. And Jimmer Fredette joins us over Skype. What does he think about Jerem snubbing him and not taking him with the number one overall pick in our draft? Snubbing him. This is BYU Sports Nation. Get out of here. Fake news. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Beginning Monday, we want you to help us crown the best play of the 2019-20 sports year in football and men's basketball. We pick the top eight football plays, the top eight men's basketball plays in bracket format against each other. We're going to start that on Monday on BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Let's add a third member to our now three-on-three team. He is Jimmer Fredette, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Jimmer, great to talk to you, man. Great to see your face. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to see you guys, too. How are you? We're okay. We're just wondering how you're doing with all of this, having to come back from Greece and having an abrupt end to your season. So walk us through the emotions of uh, what you're going through right now. Yeah, you know, it's been crazy. It's been a season unlike any other season I've ever been a part of as uh, for all professional athletes at this point um, and collegiate athletes, you know. So it's it's been crazy, but, um, you know, I was able to make it home uh, back to the U.S. about three days ago, which, um, you know, I'm real grateful for. Um, so to be back with the family and, and being, you know, kind of like a quarantine setting, setting and staying home with them. But, you know, it's better than being over in Greece by, by yourself, which I know a lot of athletes are right now um, overseas by themselves without their family. So my heart goes out to all those guys because uh, I've been in that position before. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to be home and safe here in the U.S. Walk us through what it was like in Greece with everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we saw, obviously, we saw the news as, as it was going on in China first. And as it kind of, you know, slowly crept into, you know, different parts of the world, it started to creep into some parts of Europe, um, especially Italy, um, you know, at first. And, you know, we're pretty close to Italy. So we knew at some point that, you know, it could be a factor to, to come into Greece. And uh, so they started to take some precautions, but nothing, nothing crazy at first. And then once Italy really started to explode, that's when everything started to, you know, kind of shut down and they started to close restaurants and, and different things around the area and uh, ultimately, you know, suspended the season for this point. Jimmer, up until the unfortunate and indefinite suspension of the season, how was your time in Greece as a professional basketball player? Yeah, it was great. I mean, um, Athens is a really cool city. Um, I love, loved being there. My family loved it there. You know, I had some of the best teammates, you know, that I've had in my professional career on that, on, on Panathinaikos, which was awesome. We had, my wife had friends and, and kids. There was a bunch of kids on the team that our kids can hang out with. And off the court, we had just such a fun time and we were playing, um, you know, good basketball. We were sixth in the Euro league, um, you know, top six at this point, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. So, 
you know, things were going going well, and I was playing good, shooting the ball really well, was being very efficient and everything. But, uh, you know, Europe is definitely a different type of basketball than, than China was. So I definitely had to get used to that, um, you know, not having the ball nearly as much and not playing as much, and the games are shorter and different things. So, you know, there's a learning curve, but, uh, you know, ultimately it was a great experience. And Rick Pitino was the head coach. What was that like? Uh, Mark Pope's old uh, college coach at Kentucky. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was, it was definitely different. You know, um, you know, he's a very passionate, fiery guy. And, uh, you know, he doesn't make it easy on his players, for sure. And he wants to, you know, get the best out of them. He, work, he makes you work hard. You know, our film sessions were definitely brutal. He came after us quite a bit and uh, showed us what we were doing wrong and right on a daily basis. And, um, you know, so you wanted to, to make sure you put forth your best effort every day, um, you know, just so you didn't get on film. And But it was, uh, it, was, it was a cool experience, and obviously now he's going to be coaching back in college again. At what point, at one point after a game, he defended your defense specifically in a game and kind of talked about that narrative, whether that's true or not, right? Um, what did that mean to you, to have your coach kind of defend a, a part of your game that's been picked at a little bit over the years? Yeah, it's great to to have that recognized. You know, when you play, you know, do good, do something good on the defensive end of the floor, it's good to be able to have someone at least say, you know, you did a good job and not just kind of glaze over it and not actually say anything about it. You know, so that was good. And I think it, you know, opened up some people's eyes to kind of look at that and see, you know, if I've improved in that, that area and everything. So, I mean, in Europe, they're definitely going to try to attack you know, um, so who they think are the weak defenders. So the guys tried to come after me and, and everything. And I think I did a you know pretty good job doing the best I could and, uh, you know, held my own in, in that end of the floor. And I think it was good to get recognized for that. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation via Skype on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jimmer, uh, you mentioned that the games are shorter and that there are some significant differences in uh, European basketball compared to what you're playing. And so walk us through that. What, uh, how, how different are things? Yeah, you know, it's definitely very different. I mean, uh, it's a game-by-game -game situation in Europe. It's all about matchups and, and, you know, tactics and different things. Whereas in, you know, in China, you're going to play no matter what. You're going to have the ball no matter what. You're going to shoot and do everything no matter what. Whereas in China, it's, I mean, in, in Europe, it's definitely a game-to-game -game basis. If the, the team just doesn't, you know, have a matchup for you, you may not play very much that game. And you, or you may not shoot the ball very much that game. It might be a post guy, you know, gets the ball and he's the one that's scoring that game just because we match up better against that. Um, so they're very much into that. And um, because of it, you know, you never know what you're going to get on a game to game basis. You just have to be prepared and ready. Um, and, uh, you know, you play only one game a week in the Euro League and then you play one game a week in, in the Greek League. So usually we're playing two games a week. Um, so you're playing a little bit less, practicing a little bit more, and kind of more prepared for the games when they come. What's your contract situation? Did you sign a multi-year deal with Panathinaikos, and are you headed back there uh, next year potentially? So I have a, a two-year deal with Panathinaikos, but the second year is a player option. Um, so it just kind of depends on, you know, what happens for the rest of this year. So, uh, you know, I could be back. I could be somewhere else. Um, you know, I've enjoyed my time there, but... At this point, you know, you just kind of worry about what's going on and figuring out what's going on with the rest of the season first. And then after that, um, you know, we'll figure it out this summer. Is Europe potentially uh, the, the landing place the rest of your career? Um, maybe. You know, I, I'm not positive yet. It could be. Well, you know, China is always also a great option for me as well. Um, you know, and, you know, if an NBA team calls, we'll see. But that's, you know, the, the, the option right now is to, to figure out what options are actually out there, you know, at the end of this, at the end of this season. 
Um, so, you know, it could be in Europe, it could be in China, it could be somewhere else. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm definitely not, you know, focused on one league or anything like that. I'm just focused on one situation, whatever is best for myself and my family at this point. Jimmer, because this coronavirus situation is changing literally by the minute and it is so fluid, what's the rhetoric like with your team and uh, what are they telling you to do uh, during this uh, essential lockdown? Yeah, um, mostly just, you know, obviously stay safe first, you know, you know, be in, in, uh, in, involved with the regulations and everything that's going on and uh, make sure that you stay safe. But, you know, they want us to continue to try to work out as much as we can. Um, you know, a lot of the gyms and stuff are closed and, and everything. We realized that. So, you know, my wife and I are just been doing workouts at home, you know, together and, uh, you know, getting ourselves in staying in shape and everything. And, and then once I can find a basketball gym to play in that they allow me to play in, you know, I'll continue that as well. Um, you know, so you just try to stay in shape as much as you can be prepared, be ready, stay professional. And uh, hopefully I can do a pretty good job of that. Tyler Haas is in Spain. He's in his apartment, kind of just stuck there. We, you talked about some of those guys. Brandon Davies is also in Spain, but he's with his family at least. Um, Tyler mentioned he had some workouts via Skype. Have you had anything like that? <laughs> Team workouts. <laughs> no, yeah, that's impressive. No, we have not had that at this point. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe every team was uh, – maybe they're starting a new trend, you know, through throughout the – the rest of the time, you know, to have Skype workouts when the off seasons come, you know, we'll see, but we haven't had any Skype workouts yet. Um, and, uh, you know, but that, that's great for them. Jim, as you are well aware, the CDC has limited uh, everyone in the United States to people of 10 or fewer in gatherings. And uh, so Jeremy and I on, with that in mind, drafted uh, a five on five pickup basketball game with BYU all time greats yesterday and uh, we've revealed those teams. I, of course, drafted you with my first pick. I couldn't believe that Jerem left you on the board, <laughs> but I am glad that you are a part of my team. Well, I appreciate that, you know, Spence, because, you know, me and Jerem used to be good friends, and <laughs> I feel the tide changing a little bit, um, you know. Obviously, uh, I think he made a great choice, and in, in, uh, in Danny, I'm sure that's who we picked first. But, um, you know, as a competitor, um, I'm still, uh, I'll still have that in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we, go, we go back a long ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm recalling the Hartford game where you scored 19 as a freshman. And uh, I was a sideline. Yeah. It's been a minute. Oh, eight, I think. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, for sure. It's still, I came in, yeah, 07, 08. So it's been, it's been too long. Yeah. I don't like had, to be reminded of that. <laughs> 19 in that game, exactly. How are okay. you going to turn your back on your boy after that many years? I turned my front. Listen. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jim, I've, been I, his, I've been to his house, as we've talked to before. I mean, I mean it's – That's you right. Know, you came I to mean, my house, too. I forgot. On. Yeah. We, we, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I came to his house. So, I mean, it's – yeah. I don't know what's going on, but we'll see. <laughs> I did draft Jackson just to have someone that I thought maybe could match up with you. Because I could, I, who would who would you who would you want to guard you? So I've got Danny Ainge, Michael Smith, Yoli Childs, Jackson Emery, Travis Hansen. Who 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 do you want to pick you up? Ooh, you know, I would. I mean, I'd rather go at Jackson because I just. I mean, I just want to let him know that I still can destroy him. <laughs> you know, I mean, he couldn't. Jackson couldn't guard me back then. He can't guard me now, and I hope he hears that. <laughs> he, oh, he'll hear it. Listen, he'll hear and it. if he gets tired, I'm throwing Danny or Travis at you. You know, that'd be fun. But it's, yeah, so, for sure. You guys have – both teams, I feel like, have good 
uh, defensive switching lineups. A lot of big guys on the team. Not as many, you know, short guys like me. So you guys can switch on and off. And it was a fun conversation as we drafted this, too, because it was like, okay, one, this is pickup. This is not a regular game. So there's a certain amount of physicality, right? No fouls are For called, sure. but you try and limit those, right? So, For so, sure. so Spencer's team is tremendous as well. You, Sean Bradley, that's going to be fun in pickup. Good luck uh, yep. going down the lane. Uh, Kresmir <laughs> Chosich, 6'11", length, Devin Durant, and Brandon Davies. So it's a lot of size there. Extreme size. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm by far the shortest. And, uh, you know, but I can get you a bucket. That's that's what matters. No question. And that was the basis <laughs> of why I picked you. Uh, speaking of Brandon Davies, I have both of you on my five-on-five team. You had some matchups with him in the EuroLeague games. What were those interactions like? Yeah, it was great to play against B. Um, you know, his team is, is, is very talented, uh, one of the best teams in the EuroLeague. Um, you know, so they actually, they actually beat us both times this year uh, when we played them. They were both close games, good uh, good games and uh, in both games we both played really well um, but to be out there and, and just be able to compete against him again is something that's really fun and we were able to exchange jerseys after uh, the game in Barcelona and everything which was great and he actually had some some members of the church out there that I was able to meet and everything after the game as well which was really cool so he's doing great things in, in Barcelona um, I'm happy for him and his family uh, he's a great kid. He's such a hard worker and one of my good friends. So it's it's it was good to be able to battle against him. So, Jimmer, uh, let's finish with this. What would your message to the BYU basketball team be given the unique circumstances they're dealing with? Yeah, you know, I mean, they just had such an amazing season this year, such a special season with Coach Pope coming in and really just uh, energizing, um, you know, this whole team and. And, um, you know, I was really excited to, to watch and to kind of see uh, the year. And they just kept getting better and better as the year kept going on, which was fun to see. Um, so I, my heart goes out to those guys. I mean, it's, it's special to be able to play, you know, in March Madness. But, um, you know, just to know that they had a, a great and successful season to, and they know that they were going to be in the tournament and uh, they were going to be able to participate it's something special in its own. And this is something, you know, they didn't get to play in it, but they'll definitely remember that this was, you know, a great season. It's something that, you know, one of the only times that March Mass and Mad Madness has never been a part of. So, I mean, um, they'll always be a part of that. And um, hopefully they can, you know, get past it and um, just remember what they did as a group as they continue on in their careers. Uh, for the record, nine years ago today, you were destroying Gonzaga in Denver, where you are now. So uh, yeah. it's good to have you back there. Very good. Good memories. Hopefully you guys can play that game maybe sometime soon. Jimmer, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. Absolutely. Hey, stay safe. Uh, send your best to Whitney and your beautiful kids and your awesome dogs, and we hope that uh, you're, you're doing well, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. You got it. Jimmer Fredette on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Listen, I took Danny first. It was a move I felt I needed to do. It's right. Jimmer and I go back a long ways. We've hung out, you know, over the years, and, uh, you know, he – I hope he understands, but he guessed correctly. Yes, I did take Danny. There's no one else I'd take over Jimmer Fredette. Come on. Come on. Coming up, TJ Haas on what would have been today. Plus, top 20 times two in the final polls. Believe it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the show and to Studio B. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Just had a fantastic interview with Jimmer Fredette, TJ Haas, still to come. In the meantime, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
football. BYU hires Harvey Unga as the new running backs coach. That as of about 30 minutes ago, replacing A.J. Stewart, who went to Arizona. Unga has been a grad assistant with BYU since 2016 and is second all-time in rushing yards at BYU despite only playing three seasons. Men's basketball. BYU finishes the season ranked in the top 20 in both major polls, number 18 in the AP, 16 in the coaches' poll. I'll take top 20 times two any day. We have plenty of headlines coming hot and heavy because today would have been the start of the NCAA tournament, so a lot of projections are coming out, including ESPN's Joe Lenardi, who just said BYU would have been a five seed, a true five seed, but because of bracketing principles, they were a six seed in Albany matched up against Indiana. He's going to project every one of these matchups as they would have happened by the day. And he's about to release BYU in Indiana in a matter of seconds. All right. So, uh, also, yeah. Yoli Childs, according to Sports Illustrated, the 20th best player in college basketball overall. Remind me, Jerem, on that list, was he higher or lower than Philip Petrushev? lower meaning better worse oh really yeah okay. i would say higher is good in this case all right higher is one that's true yeah okay. pa- pachev was 19 so oh. that's a major trouble by sports Illustrated. blaze neal the BYU basketball has entered his name into the ncaa transfer portal as well according to jay catch of the zone sports network in salt lake uh, neal is a junior to be played in 17 games 59 minutes to, uh tallied 12 cougars in the nfl the nfl free agency period officially began yesterday at 4 Eastern. That list of over 500 players includes five former Cougars, Michael Davis of the Chargers, Taysom Hill with the Saints, Kyle Van Noy, who is expected to sign a $51 million deal with the Dolphins if he hasn't already, Ziggy Ansah with Jerem Seahawks, and Kai Nakua of the Indianapolis Colts. Rugby. Major League Rugby becomes the latest pro league to officially cancel the season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Among them, the former Cougars in the league, Kyle Sumption with Rooney, and then Matt Jensen, Calvin Whiting, and Ada Elkington among the former Cougars on the Utah Warriors. We still have plenty more to come, including TJ Haas and Jerem. How about uh, a nominee for today's Rise and Shoutout? Yeah, who gets today's Rise and Shoutout? Huh? Little Wikipedia info edit. Huh? <laughs> and what does the future hold for the aforementioned TJ Haas as a basketball player? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Relive some of the great games in BYU sports history by going to the BYU TV app. They're on demand anytime, anywhere. Welcome back to Studio B. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. If you missed our all-time five-on-five pickup basketball game, according to the all-time BYU roster, download the podcast to hear that. We sent out our draft uh, on Twitter yesterday. Fun matchups there. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we left off some really good players. I mean, there could be all kinds of uh, – we could have like five different sets of this yeah. that uh, we could realistically play. There have been so many good players here. I saw a tweet earlier today saying, neither of these rosters looks good because you don't have Lee Kamard, who was uh, outstanding in so many categories. Oh, so, our next guest could be on it. I mean, Absolutely yeah. he could. TJ Haas uh, set to join us in just a few moments. Uh, as we get set up for our second Skype interview, we already talked to Jimmer for debt, and you had to go through the um, painfully awkward scenario of telling him why you didn't draft him instead of Dan- Danny Ainge. Well, it wasn't painfully awkward. No, <laughs> I've done this multiple times. I'm but, kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, the, that game I referenced that I sidelined with Jimmer as a freshman was actually in 07, so it's even worse in terms of how long that was. 13, 13 years 12 ago. Twelve and a half years ago. It was in November 
against Hartford. He came off the bench, scored 19. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Like if a freshman right now from BYU came off the bench, scored 19, we'd go, wow. It's one thing to do it, you know, in, in an exhibition. We're, like I'm excited to see uh, Trevor Nell get healthy and do it in a game, right? Mm-hmm. He had that one game where he had like five or six threes. It was like, whoa. Um, excited to see guys like him. And there are reports out there, right, of BYU. Uh, it looks like BYU has two scholarships to play with right now. We'll see if it's more than that um, in men's hoops. Who they go get. Um, they're going after transfers, it would seem. Uh, multiple reports from national writers of guys who have heard from BYU in the transfer portal. Um, and, and so BYU already has commitments from some guys. Uh, we've talked to a few of those guys on the show. Spencer Johnson from Salt Lake Community College. Hinter Erickson coming back from mission after being at uh, – Tim Few, and uh, excited to see next year's team. Here we go. Uh, speaking of next year's team, uh, and this year's team for that matter, joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline is TJ Haas uh, via Skype. TJ, welcome to the show. We appreciate you uh, working us into your schedule, a very unique situation. Uh, let's start with this question. How's your family and life as a new dad? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm getting to spend a little more time at home, and so – I uh, get to be around the little man and Lauren, which is, it's been awesome. I like your background picture here, a photo. It, fe- it feels like we're on a bridge. I, l- I like that. It's good. I know. My w- my wife served in New York, so she got a Brooklyn Bridge back here. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. It's better than Jimmer's background. He had some nice uh, pictures up, but I, I, I'm having like a 3D experience right now. Um, obviously, we want to dive into what happened the last couple weeks, but let's start with today. We're talking to you today. Today would have been in... It, you know, Lenardi projected uh, Albany at twelve forty. Right now, you'd be three minutes into the game. Emotionally, how are you coping with with this right now? Today would have been the day. I know these days are hard. Today's hard. You know, Sunday was hard. Um, I'm trying to keep my mind occupied. I have a lot of school to do. I'm, I'm spending time with family. Uh, if I if I think too much about it, I think I just start crying. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, try not to think about it too much. And it's been hard, uh, just as you know, fans of the game, right? To to not have those. Um, what what was it like on um, on Sunday, Selection Sunday, when when Mark Pope sent out that video uh, voiced by the CBS guy? I know it was, you know, it was it was super cool to be able to see that. It's something you you've dreamed of, you know, since since being a little kid. And so to be able to see it was super cool. It was also heartbreaking because. You know, we we put so much work into this year, and and we really earned that spot. And so, I don't know to to see it was cool, but man, it's just hard. I feel like we should we should be three minutes into our game right now, just like you said. TJ Haas with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, walk us through a timeline of your last week and the emotional spectrum that you have run through. A timeline, um, as far as just everything that's happened. Yeah, let's start there. Uh, you get back from Vegas, yeah. Came back from Vegas. Um, you know, we that we had a travel day, and then the next day we came in and kind of had a little workout. And um, during the workout, that was when the rumors were floating around that uh, there wouldn't be any fans at the tournament, and that was kind of weird. Uh, we're like, that's going to be super weird playing in front of nobody, but you know, at least at least we're still doing this thing. And then the next day we had a team meeting. And that morning, you know, they they started canceling, you know, all the conference tournaments and things like that. And so, you know, my phone was, I had a bunch of people texting me asking if this, this thing was going to get canceled. And, you know, all signs were pointing to, to yes. 
And, you know, we had that meeting later that day and uh, found out together as a team and it was, it was just super hard, you know, coach told us and we, we kind of sat in silence for a little while. And it's one thing that's just, it, it's hard to swallow. It's unprecedented. No one's there. There's nothing really to say. There's, you know, no one's ever really been through it. So nobody knows really what to say. So it's just one of those things that's just, it's super odd. It's super, it's super weird. No one really knows what to think about it. It would stink um, no matter what kind of season BYU had, right? When, when you're playing, oh, you know, no, no, no chance. Were we on the boat? But this year was like, you're totally in. Lenardi revealed just a few minutes ago, TJ, that you guys would have been a true five, but a six with Sunday play there. Um, and, you th- yep. it, and like you said, and, and we've done it to a certain degree too, we've avoided thinking too deeply about it because it would hurt, right? So at what point, and maybe you haven't, did you come to the realization that it is over and now I, now I got to deal with it in some way? And I, I don't really know if, you know, I've fully come to the realization that it, that it's all over. Uh, the guys on the team keep talking and it's, it's just, you know, this, this year has been so much fun and the relationships on this team have been, have been as good as they get. And I've had, I've had so much fun on this team and, and I, I, we wanted to just go out with a bang and have, you know, one final run and to have it all stop like it has, it's just, it's it's too hard to think about and it's hard to think that you know this run with these guys and it's all over and it's interesting because we we thought okay this team can legitimately win at least the first round the second round that's a good possibility right only two teams have ever gone to the sweet 16 espn bpi does the simulation for whatever it's worth um and you get to the national championship game it's like man we'll just We'll just never know, and that's really hard, right? And I'm mad we lost that game. We still <laughs> I said the same thing. I'm like, well, now I'm ticked. Why didn't we win the whole thing? Again, BYU, come on. Of course BYU is going to beat Wisconsin. TJ Haas with us Absolutely. on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, TJ, I, now one thing that your coach told us, and we talked to Jake Toulson as well, he said that that is okay to focus on is remembering the good things that actually did happen. So what will you remember most about this season's BYU basketball team? Yeah, uh, you know, that we've we've talked about that as well and it's it's just one of those seasons that we had you know, so much adversity and so many ups and downs and you know, we had times that were as hard as they come and times that were as good as they come and you know, we had a lot of extremely fun wins. Uh you know, we had a senior night that is arguably the greatest senior night of all time. Uh, you know, it, that was, that was something super special. And then we had a lot of fun wins on the road, you know, Maui, all those things. And then, you know, the list of adversity goes on and on with injuries and suspensions and, you know, all that tough stuff. And it was just to, to have all that hard stuff. And then our team just battled every single day and we just grew closer every single day and to just overcome that adversity and, and earn the position that we did was, was something so special and something that, you know, I felt like our whole team laid it all out on the line uh, every single night. And when, when you're done with a season like that, you look back and there's, there's no regrets. We, we, we gave it all for this team and um, we put ourselves in a great spot to, to make a great run. There was a time last year, TJ, after the season, where I wonder what life was like for you mentally with the upcoming season, because there's no Yoli Childs coming back. 
right, um, at a certain time. There's no Jake Toulson. There's no Alex Barcelo. Um, maybe you thought, I might get 35 shots a game here. I don't know. But this, <laughs> this team came together in an amazing way and led by Mark Pope, right? And this culture develops. And you guys have an international trip. And then the, adver- the adversity starts with Gavin's injury. Zach breaks his foot. And then Yoli and so on. So what, what was it like emotionally from right after the season you lo- lose in a disappointing way in the WCC tournament to where we sit now in terms of, wow, that was an amazing season? I know it's, it's, it's crazy how it all worked out. You know, I never would have imagined that it would have gone this way. Um, so many, so many things happened when, when coach Rose retired, it was, there was so much unknown there, you know, you really didn't know anything that was going to happen the following year and it all piece by piece, it just came together. And, you know, we went on our trip to Italy and, and, you know, I felt like from there on, it was just, we, we just got better every single day and it was just it was just a year that I, I will never ever forget. When like when in the year did you think, oh, we could be really good, like for real? And the summer and uh, Italy, all those trips, I felt like we were gonna make some serious noise this year. I knew this team was special. What what was it about the team that gave you that idea? You know, I felt like we just we just had guys that had, had, had been through it and we had veteran guys and guys knew what it takes to win. And when you have guys like that, it's, you know, guys were really willing to just do anything to, to help us get a win. And when you have all those pieces, um, guys willing to, to dive on the floor and, and come up with five rebounds, if we need five rebounds to win the game, that's what they're going to do. And we had so many of those guys. And, you know, when you have guys like that, it, it it's, it's special, and uh, I think it showed all year. TJ, what does your basketball future hold when this pandemic calms down and games eventually resume? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep playing basketball. I want to keep playing for as long as I can. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty for next year as well. So um, just taking it one day at a time, trying to figure out, you know, my next step. Um, but uh, trying to find creative ways to, to stay in shape right now. <laughs> uh, Tyler was on earlier this week. He said he had Skype workouts with his team. That's different. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. You getting short on <laughs> That's Skype? incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he wants to do that. <laughs> TJ, you had so many iconic moments this season. Um, what's your favorite memory in terms of your highlights uh, whether it's one of the buzzer beaters it's you yamming on some guy from weber state uh the alley-oop to yoli to win in san diego what, what's your favorite memory or moment and i feel like there were you know a lot of special special memories for me personally and those don't come around very often and to have a few of them in a season is was super cool super special for me um but it's hard to argue with you know, the St. Mary's game and, you know, going to the hospital after that, that was, that was a super cool experience, a super cool 72 hour experience that uh, I will never ever forget. TJ, great to catch up with you, man. Uh, We wish you the best uh, amidst a very unusual time and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate it. You got a TJ Haas on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. We're on the Brooklyn Bridge there. That's great. I love that. This has been such an interesting yeah, and, and, and needed an, and fun week. And what an amazing season for TJ. So many Man, guests, he so was yeah. so good this year. Oh, Coming up, your all-time BYU pickup team. Plus, our rising shout-outs. 
to elite BYU basketball supporters on Wikipedia. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation rolls on from Studio B in Provo, Utah. Show available on demand anytime via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Our question of the day. Who would be on your all-time BYU hoops pickup basketball team? Mm-hmm. Jeremy and I revealed our starting fives for that. No more than uh, 10 people in the same place, remember. Yeah, no subs in pickup, too. Come on. Our elite voice of the day doesn't have anything to do with those top fives, per se, but a response to Jimmer Fredette saying who he wants to guard him in our five-on-five. Five. Jackson Emery's on my team. I, I picked him to guard Jimmer, and uh, Jimmer said, I would want Jackson to guard me so I could – uh, show him that I, I've still got it. And I can he still couldn't dest- guard me then, and he can't guard me now. Yeah, I can yeah. still destroy him. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the elite voice presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Jackson Emery, responds. He says, well, it's confirmed. Jimmer Fredette has the virus. He's delusional. Hashtag fire versus water. <laughs> That's awesome. The rivalry. <laughs> oh, so that, good. Those guys are so competitive. It was a fun backcourt. Okay, today's rise and uh, shout-outs. Uh, combined effort. Someone edited the Wikipedia page. Uh, to include that BYU made it all the way to the Final Four. <laughs> and it says, tournament simulated due to COVID-19 uh, virus. So, yeah, uh, concerns. So the Wikipedia page has since been edited back to the original. <laughs> Apparently they're not recognizing ESPN's Basketball Power Index simulation. Yeah, I don't know why. That's totally <laughs> real life, right? Uh, still waiting for Lenardi to reveal the result of the 1240 Eastern matchup with uh, – with BYU and Indiana, yeah. so look for that on Twitter. Our thanks to uh, at Wise Guy for sending in that Wikipedia information and capturing it while it still existed. Our thanks also to today's guests, Jimmer Fredette and TJ Haas. What a show. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. Use hashtag BYU. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Andy Toulson back in 1990, leading BYU against Clemson in the NCAA tournament. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs. Take that, Tyson Hutchins.